Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy New Year's Eve. We've got all your holiday weekend NBA action and news covered. I'm Zach Carver, joined by Big Waz, Justin Rowan, with Rob Lopez. Push buttons, steering the ship, stirring the drink, running the engine, all that good stuff. Coming up on the show, John Wall, done for the season. Evan Fournier, coming up clutch. And the Sixers, well, they kind of pissed themselves in Portland. But first, the Mavs steal one from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Dallas Mavericks 105, Oklahoma City Thunder 103 in Dallas. Luka Doncic 25 points, seven assists, seven assists, six turnovers. Even hit Paul George with the Smitty, made him fall in that game, or at least his knees buckled a little bit. But Paul George was very good, 36 points, five rebounds. Russell Westbrook, oof, nine, nine points, four of 22 from the field, oh of eight from three. <laughs> He did have nine rebounds, eight assists, six steals, five turnovers. Uh, he took a one-legged three from the corner to try to win the game. Uh, we kind of ran out of real estate there, and they were running out of time. But Dennis Smith Jr. came up came up clutch. Uh, he only had 14 points in the game, but he had a big layup with uh, 24 seconds left uh, to put the Mavs ahead. And then played phenomenal defense on Paul George uh, on the second-to-last possession. Uh, big Waz, in terms of this game, uh, obviously Russ was terrible. Luka was good. Paul George was great. Mavericks keep winning these very close games, and Luka is is one of the most clutch players in the league this year. Uh, how are you viewing his rookie season? Man, I'm just kind of fascinated by the idea that the Mavs were, like, sorry enough to to earn the fourth. Was it the fourth pick before they traded up for Luka? Third pick. Okay, so, yeah, so they was – but they traded up for the third, but that does – they traded up for – Oh, wait, oh, the Hawks were third. Oh, and they had the yeah, sixth they had- pick? Fifth, fifth, I think. Fifth fifth pick. Pick. Oh, Bamba so, went six, right? Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is like a team that was sorry enough to draft in the position of fifth in last year's NBA draft can add a 19 year old kid and just straight up have a competitive team now. Like that just fascinates me. I know Carlisle's a great coach and I get that Luca is, you know, a dope player. And, you know, I don't want to discount a guy like DeAndre Jordan or some of the improved But you can. Yeah, you, you can do that, man. Don't worry, man. <laughs> Or no, I don't. Uh, uh, with him, he sucks. I also don't want to discount some of the improvements that Max Salary drawing um, Harrison Barnes might have made over the summer. Okay. I don't want to discount these things, but sure. it just seems like man, they added this kid and they've made themselves a viable NBA team. And by viable, it's not like oh, like they're gonna kick somebody's ass or even make it to the second round, right? But it's like on any given night, like you can't just, and I think to full disclosure, I think the Thunder kind of slept walk through most of this game, right? Like they were getting their ass kicked for most of it. Uh, in the third quarter, this, the second unit came in and bridged the gap, but like they slept walk through this. But the idea is like you can't, even a team as good as the Thunder, you can't sleepwalk against a team that earned the fifth pick in the draft last year. Like that's amazing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Justin, I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. one has improved dramatically on defense this year. And you saw that in the last possession, but it wasn't just that possession. Like he he really can defend right now and and it's making up for a lot of the shortcomings on on offense. But this Mavs bench, like JJ Brea, Devin Harris, something called Max Claver, like they have like <laughs> all these guys, Dwight Powell, they have all these guys stepping up, and that bench is legitimately good. Yeah. 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 And uh, it, it's, it's funny. Cause I mean, Luke is good enough that he's actually getting Rick Carlisle to trust young players, uh, w- which you almost never saw. Um, 
Dennis Smith Jr. I, I think we all kind of need to calm down just a little bit. Like he he's, I think he's actually improved from last season. He just doesn't have the same free reign that he had. Uh, as you mentioned, his defense is a lot better. Um, but Carlisle's really putting these guys in, in position to succeed and, and kind of revitalizing the career of some guys that you, you're just surprised that they're even still in the league. So a quick note on Dennis Smith Jr. and Luca on that last play. I feel like there's a and relax people out there. Don't jump in my mentions no, about no, no, this. This this, will be good. this, this, this has a D Wade and LeBron dynamic of the first year. Right. Meaning on please, that last. Please, Jerome, Jerome, <laughs> please Photoshop Luca and Dennis Smith into that picture of Wade with, the, you know, with the arms out and LeBron Duncan in the background. Please Photoshop. I don't care which one you make, which just do that for me, please. Because on that last play, Dennis Smith Jr. scored the last bucket. But what happened was they're overplaying Luca. And they assume that Dennis Smith Jr. is going to force it to him because everybody in the building's like, all right, we get it, Dennis Smith. You're a nice little young player, and we like you. But he also looked scared with the – not scared. He looked like he didn't know what to do with the ball. Like he he attacked it first, kind of in transition, was, was out of control. Attack, but he knew people yeah. wanted him to get the ball to Luka. Yeah. Then he decided to attack again, and that took the defense off. Like That's why he had that open lane. Everybody thought he was getting the ball to Luka. And then he just said, fuck it, I'm going. And then he was able to score. But if he didn't score there, man, I could see a lot of people bitching about it the next day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a, it was a situation where the whole time I, I tweeted, like he turned me into that Alonzo morning gif, like the whole, I'm like kind of shaking my head. Like, what are you doing? Dennis? And then he scored. I was like, all right, man, it worked. Like, go, go ahead. Yeah. It was, but the process was bad. In my opinion, it was uh, different than uh Friday night's game where it's similar situation that everyone was mad that uh, Dennis Smith didn't get the ball to Luca. Yeah, absolutely. So Justin, what do we do about Waz's guy, Russell Westbrook? Cause he really, he's not having the best season. He's not having the best season, but to his credit, he's kind of learned that his small forward should be the lead option, uh, which is maybe a few years late. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is an opportunity for growth from him. I agree, um, man. I, Jones III got screwed in his role. <laughs> exactly. He held him back. Um, no, I, I, I think this is just kind of one of those slumps. It happens. I, I, I don't expect Russ to, to stay down for too long. He's not too, too far removed from uh, a triple double. I think it was about three or four games ago there. Um, I, I, I still think that he he's going to figure things out. The thunder are so good defensively that they can really uh, make up for some cold stretches from their star guys. Um, so I, I expect them to continue to be good. Before was, we get out. What was that? I said, was defend your guy. I, I mean, I'm not. First of all, I don't like the straw man argument that Westbrook's my guy. I mean, I'm a. I, I like Russ. I try. Don't mind me. Him. I'm just painting you into this corner, Waz. <laughs> I like to defend him from time to time, but he's not my guy. Uh, you know, whatever. I think it's nice that he's actually letting Paul George do his thing, man. Hey, Paul George playing like an MVP. Hey guys, it's Monday, which means you've got to join the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. You go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. You sign up, put $5 in your account. You're going to get $5 in your account from FanDuel. You can play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday. Now, this is New Year's Eve. We're not going to have a show Monday night. We're not going to have a show Tuesday night. So this is your only reminder this week that you get a chance to play with us on FanDuel in the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. Shout out to last week's winner, Jay Zub. Him and his Ziploc bag joined us on the final mailbag of 2018. 
16. Uh, he took home the victory. He got to hang out with us on the mailbag. If you take home the victory Wednesday night, you get to do the same thing as a special fan contest. You'll be joining us on the mailbag this coming Friday. So again, fanduelcom slash B2B sign up, put in five bucks, get five bucks, play with us. Let's get to the news of the weekend. The big news, John Wall electing to have heel surgery out six to eight months. Uh, that is the expected recovery time for John Wall. He is done for the season. Uh, doctors determined that the procedure is necessary for him to remedy a bone spurs issue that's bothered him for more than a year. If you're wondering why John Wall doesn't look quick, this could be the reason. Also, he was pretty out of shape. Also could be the reason for him being out of shape. I don't know what the issue was for him not getting a haircut was, but in terms of John Wall, like, look, he's been dragging himself through the last year and a half of basketball. He hasn't looked like the John Wall of old. He hasn't looked like the John Wall who got the Supermax extension. Um, so he's going to be out for a long time. But in the long run, maybe this helps him justify that $40 million a year he's going to get over the next four years. Yo, man, I, I, I'm old enough to remember the give John Wall the max movement. And I'm also old enough to remember John Wall getting the max or the run-up to the max, people bitching about him potentially getting the max. Then I'm old enough to remember John Wall, for no reason in particular, calling out the fact that Reggie Jackson was making just as much money as him. He was making a little more. He was getting, 80, he was getting $85 million. Why we got 80 Right. right. Uh, John Wall calling out the fact, like, people were crying about me. Look at this dude. I'm old enough to remember that. So John Wall getting $40 million a year over the next four years, man. I rode that roller coaster with John Wall. I, and, and honestly, that was peak John Wall back when he gave a f- about defense, back when his first instinct was straight up setting his guys up to be in the best possible position. You know, I remember that John Wall. You know, I'm washed enough to remember that kid. So, man, I, 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 I'm not going to give up hope on John Wall. I, I wish him a speedy recovery. Justin, uh, what do you think this does for this Wizards team? Obviously, they had the moment last year where they played better without him. It was the whole everybody eats mantra. And and this year, you know, they need something to become somewhat relevant, somewhat respectable for good reasons rather than just being a complete dumpster fire. So do you think that this addition by subtraction helps them or or is this team too far gone? I think they're a little too far gone. Um, as much as I'd love to see the everybody eats wizards come back. Uh, I, I think this probably promotes a bit of a fire sale here. I think some of these guys are gone by the deadline. Um, Otto Porter jr. Seems like a, a guy that they'd be shopping around. And honestly, I, th- I think a lot of teams in the league should at least take a chance on him. He's, he's somebody that I could see if put in a better situation might be able to blossom a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's hard to be optimistic about the Warriors or no, the Warriors, the, the Wizards. Wow. Still um, throwing shade at the Warriors. Have yeah. To, I, I mean, stop. both teams, both teams are equally dysfunctional. So it's uh, <laughs> it's an easy mistake to make, but I'm just wondering who the funniest point guard uh, would be to complain about John Wall's contract uh, publicly. The, oh. the same way that he complained about Reggie Jackson's that that's what I'm thinking about right now. Chris or Kimba, <laughs> nah, Kimba Walker. It had to be no Kimba funniest, Walker. funniest. We need, oh, the, we need oh, someone the that most sucks. Ridiculous, the most absurd person to do that. Oh my lord, Chris Paul two I years from now. It had to be Chris <laughs> Paul. Like I wouldn't do my man Mike Conley Senior. Like I mean Mike Conley Junior. Like that. It had to be Chris Paul for sure. Oh maybe I don't know. Um, George Hill. Oh yeah, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, Eric Bledsoe, any of these guys? Yo, upcoming George Shuby, because he thought he was getting a hundred mil at one point. He did. 
He really did. Oh, he thought he was boy. getting that. Yeah, he still got 17 a year, right? But it was it was with the Kings. So, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. The Kings now respect. It was with the pre-respectable Kings. So at the yes. time, not a not a good move. Uh, in terms of John Wall's viability moving forward, Waz, do you, do you have real worries about him? Or do you think you know, give him a year, he'll be four months removed from that that recovery time, and and he'll be back. I don't think it's a physical thing. I think it's a mindset thing. And that's why I brought up the fact that, like, this guy used to his, – <clears throat> his first priority was making sure he got his guys the ball in the right spot, making sure – like, because he knew he was good at transition buckets and transition scoring. That's what he made a priority, right? Like, he prioritized the strengths of his game, like hounding people on the ball, but meeting people at the rim and contesting them. Like, he was playing to all of his strengths. He used to do that all the time so you know and 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 I'm of the mind somebody with his his athletic ability I, I don't think he's gonna be some guy who's just not athletic anymore I just think he has to be somebody who plays to his strength and you know stops thinking that he's Kobe Justin where do you think uh where do you think John Wall ends up in terms of two years from now is he a wizard is he on a different team I, I think he's still going to be a wizard I, I think that that's going to be tough a tough contract for them to move and he'll need to prove that he can be healthy for a stretch before anyone even takes a shot on that. All right. Other news from the, from the weekend that actually uh, wrapped up tonight while we were recording Patrick McCaw is officially a Cleveland Cavalier. He signed a two year, $6 million offer sheet uh, as a restricted free agent with the Cavs. The golden state Warriors did not match. He now joins, uh, joins a Cavs team that I don't know. You throw him with, you throw him with Jetty Osman. You throw him with the, with Colin Sexton, he's throwing with eh, Jordan Clarkson, but uh, Rodney Hood, like there's, you know, it's it's an interesting fit. It's an interesting way to get him some minutes and some and some buckets. Like Justin, what do you what what do you like with the what do you like with this fit with Cleveland? You know what? It, it's the type of chance they should take, right? Like they 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 have so few young guys. Even their young guys that they talk about Larry Nance Jr. being part of the future. He's old, like he's 26 years old. Um, so it's a bit of a gamble. I mean, Pat McCoy, I don't think he's actually that good. Uh, even though speaking of the warriors, Sam Fendiari has basically been in my DMS, like the Draymond green to KD gift telling me how good McCaw actually is. Uh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily ready to buy it. Um, I think this also kind of signals that, uh, Rodney hood and, uh, Alec Burks are likely on their way out as McCaw's biggest issue with golden state seemed to be playing time. Uh, so I think the Cavs have kind of promised him a, a fair bit there down the stretch and, uh, they've seemed eager to, to flip those assets at the deadline. So it, it's an interesting gamble next year isn't guaranteed on his contract. Uh, his contract isn't even guaranteed, uh, next month. Uh, it only becomes guaranteed after the seventh. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see just how that plays out. I'd like to see. I, I would obviously. I'm. I would more like to see Alec Burks in Charlotte, but I think Rod Hood would do fine to be in Charlotte too. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't understand why Houston hasn't traded for both of them. Like Brandon Brandon in the pick. Let's get it going. Okay, everybody. Saturday, March second, the end of the Sloan Analytics Conference in Boston. At the Middle East in Boston, not talking the part of the world. We're talking the part, the club, the bar in Boston. Tickets are on sale to the general public. We still have a few tickets left. VIP has sold out. It has been sold out, but general admission is available. So go get your tickets soon. Now that the holidays are over, you don't have to worry about, do I have enough money to go shop for this person or buy that gift for that person, even though they're going to return it. Don't worry about any of that stuff anymore. As you head into the new year, you're going to go get tickets to our Boston live show. And again, they're going fast. Only 
few left to get the tickets. You can go to the Count the Dings Twitter or Jade Hoy's Twitter page at Jade underscore Hoy. March 2nd, Saturday, end of the Sloan Analytics Conference. Come hang out with us in Boston. All right, let's get to the other games from Sunday's action. Orlando Magic 109, Pistons 107. Evan Fournier hits the game winner against horrible team defense from the Pistons at the end of the game. Finished with 13 points, five rebounds, three assists. This is the battle for the eighth seed in the East right now. The Magic moved to a half game behind the Pistons. Uh, just what a nightmare of a season for that conference. DJ Augustine had 26 points, eight assists. Blake Griffin and Reggie Bullock each had 15 points. Nick Vucevic. You guys, you guys kept telling me it was an all-star. 22 points, 11 rebounds in the win. Aaron Gordon, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Minnesota Timberwolves, 113. Miami Heat, 104 in Miami. Carl Anthony Towns, a ridiculous stat line. 34 points, 18 rebounds, 7 assists, 6 blocks, 3 steals before fouling out. Uh, just dominated that game. The first, So if you go by just at least 34 points, at least 18 rebounds, at least seven assists, at least seven blocks in a game. The last player to do that. The only player to do that, according to basketball reference was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back in 1975. Dwayne Wade had 21 points off the bench. Covington had 16. Josh Richardson had 17. Uh, Der- no Derek Rose, no Jeff Teague in this game for Minnesota, which meant Jared Bayless played 12 minutes and was completely meaningless. Raptors 95, Bulls 89 in Toronto. Big Waz, what an Ugly game from both teams, but the Raptors won despite shooting 37% from the field. Kawhi Leonard shot poorly, but finished with 27 points, nine rebounds. Lowry Markkinen had 18 points, 10 rebounds. Has been really good over the last eight games. Zach Levine, just three of 17 from the field. From the field. Uh, Pascal Siakam, 20 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, tell me why your Raptors were good in this game. They weren't. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to surprise you guys with this with this. I have a lot of thoughts on the Raptors. One, um, <laughs> relax, Zach. One, um, <laughs> one, uh, yo, they're they're coasting. It, like they they're literally they've taken their foot off the gas, right? Um, when when um JV is out, when Cal Lowry's out, they're still able to put out lineups that can absolutely put the clamps on most teams, 95% of teams in the NBA, and they just don't do it. It just seems like they've decided for whatever reason that they're coasting. And um, I listened to Zach Lowe the other day with uh Bruce Arthur and Eric, I forget his name, Corin, Corin, um, and and they seem to think like the Raptors are figuring it out. I think it's the opposite. I think they know what they want to do, <laughs> which is like we're doing our continuity shit when we feel like it, and then the other times we're just letting Kawhi go get busy. Yeah, right, they're they're and, a 500 team in the last 14 games, which isn't ter- you know it's not damning, but it does show that the pedal you know isn't going down to the floor. And also, I think, you know, when you don't have JV, when you don't have Kyle Lowry, they have that means they don't have a guy who's going to be able to deal with like the bruiser Vucevic types, which, you know, sounds stupid because Orlando's never going to matter in the grand scheme of the NBA. But like on a night to night basis, when you don't have somebody to deal with that type of player, it affects your whole defense. And when they don't have Lowry, they literally have one playmaker on the team. Right. Yeah, like, yeah it, absolutely. Uh, and they, they had the one rim protect. I mean, Siakam can protect the rim a little bit, but Serge Ibaka is that primary guy. You had Chris Dunn dunk all over him at one point in this game. Like, it's just that, not the same Serge filthy. Ibaka. That was mm-hmm. filthy. Chris Dunn using the screen by Zach. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh. How about that slam? Christmas is over, but Chris Dunn is still delivering. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He punished Woo. him with that. That, that, was not, that was not the same with Serge Ibaka. 
who dirtily broke Bron's nose the one time. Oh, that wow. time that he went with <laughs> yeah. the black Zorro mask, that yeah. was Serge Ibaka broke his nose on a contest out. And that the was a while ago. Ball. That was like 23-year-old Serge Ibaka, right? <laughs> yeah, 19. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes. other, uh, other news. Blazers 129, Sixers 95, yikes. Uh, never close in this game. is a 40-point Blazers lead after the third quarter. No Joel Embiid out with a knee injury. Uh, nothing serious. CJ McCollum had 35 points in 28 minutes. Sixers went 8 of 43 from deep. Ben Simmons led the team with 19 points. Blazers had 13 different players play at least 10 minutes in this game. That's how bad it was. Uh, Waz, quick reaction to the process? Look, man, I'm sorry. Sometimes you draft Joel Embiid. Sometimes you draft Ben Simmons. Sometimes you draft Markel Fultz. These are all top three, top four draft picks. Sometimes you draft Brandon Ingram. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, like sometimes you, sometimes you draft the the kid that's bumming it up and say, "Well, he's not bumming it up." I shouldn't say that. The Duke kid in Sacramento, like that's the process. That's what you are trusting. <laughs> Lakers 121, Sacramento Kings 114 in LA. Uh, Justin LeBron forgot his wine glass in his car as he was walking in. That's what he told reporters. Uh, is he driving himself to games? It, maybe I, I'm not too sure. Um, when when you get old, you get a little bit forgetful. Um, Buddy healed suffering from the same thing for the Kings. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, being old? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> same Buddy age, Heald right? is getting older a year each week. Like he's <laughs> he's aging rapidly right now. Buddy uh, Hield was on that '96 Slam cover. <laughs> <laughs> But Jerome, got, Jerome, buddy, we need the shop. Buddy, buddy healed was the mentor to Mitch Richmond when he was in Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Mitch Richmond was his rook. <laughs> yeah. Iman <laughs> right, Shumper might have been shaving points. He was three of twelve in this game, one of seven from deep, and uh, kind of shot the Kings out of this game. Lakers went on an eighteen to four run in the final four minutes of the game. Darren Fox had a, a three pointer go in and out with roughly forty seconds left uh, that kind of sealed it. Fox did have twenty four points. Uh, old man Buddy healed at twenty one. Bogdan Bogdanovich had 21. Josh Hart with a big game, 22 points in the start. KCP had 26 off the bench and some clutch free throws. Playmaking Brandon Ingram, 21 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. Uh, Justin, you like the way the, the Lakers have adjusted without LeBron so far in these couple games? Yeah, I'm going to go off brand here and say that it, I've actually been really impressed with how the Lakers have played without LeBron. Uh, for all my criticisms of how the team hasn't really built a team that makes sense around LeBron, it also doesn't have a team that makes a ton of sense around those young guys, right? Like there's there's just not the the pieces that help accentuate what Lonzo and Ingram do. Uh, so I think they've played really well here, and uh, they actually have a good chance of kind of salvaging this stretch without LeBron. Uh, they play OKC on Wednesday. That's uh, the Thunder's third game in four nights. Uh, they, they have a chance here to go 500 here, two and two, and and then potentially get LeBron back. So a lot of credit to those Lakers young guys. All right, let's get to the line of the weekend to round this out. Uh, got a bunch of bunch of good candidates. Carl Anthony Towns tonight, uh, 34 points, 18 rebounds, seven assists, six blocks, three steals. Kemba Walker had 47, four and four in a loss to the Wizards. Jamal Murray had 46, eight and six in a win over the Suns. Lillard had 40. Anthony Davis had a game with 48 and 17. Justin, where are you going for the line of the weekend? Murray! Murray! I'm going to go with uh, the Canadian bias here with Jamal Murray. 
That, that makes sense. That's very on brand. He must be from Winnipeg. Waz, where are you going line of the weekend? Oh, this is so easy. It's Anthony Davis in a win against the Mavs, 48.17 rebounds, because I pitched a 10 imagining him doing this next to LeBron James. <laughs> uh, you know, I got to go with Cat. Cat got yarn, 34, 18, 7, 6, and 3. Dominated Hassan Whiteside. Dominated Bam out of bio. Like, that's got to go to Cat. Make sure you like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the dings. Check out the uh, Christmas mailbag on the back-to-back feed. Basketball Buds coming up with a new episode on Monday to round out the new year. Go subscribe to the separate Black Opinions Matter Monday feed. Uh, You can find that on all podcast platforms. Subscribe, rate, review it. Also, subscribe, rate, review this podcast, The Daily Ding. Tell your friends about it, as well as Kean Fahey's NFL pod, The Interceptable, which is rounding out its first season with great co-host Zach Harper. And, of course, The House of Strauss. Thanks for waking up with us. Be safe. Take an Uber. Take a cab. Walk. Do not drive tonight on New Year's Eve. Make sure you have a good time, but do it responsibly. We will be back uh, in 2019. We're not going to have a podcast Monday night for Tuesday morning. We're not going to have one Tuesday night for Wednesday morning, but Wednesday night for Thursday morning, the daily ding will be back. Uh, Waz, I don't want to date. I don't want to ding ding out of you. Cause that's black trace thing. You got anything for me? Trust the process. <laughs> <laughs>